Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's 105.3 The Fan, brought to you by Fort Worth Community Credit Union. <clears throat> this segment of the Nosebleed Seats is also brought to you by personal injury lawyers Frankel and Frankel. There is never an upfront, out-of-pocket cost to hire Frankel and Frankel to represent you if you've been injured in a wreck. Call the Frankels at 214-333-3333 or truckwreck.com. Principal Office, Dallas, Texas. Thank you, Zero. Katie Drummond, Cowboys Wire USA Today, set to join us here in the Nosebleed Seats as he does each and every week at this time. we got plenty of Mavs conversation to get to as well. The NBA season is officially upon us, and I believe somewhere in the neighborhood of 24 hours from right now, Walchuk, we'll be watching Luka Doncic and this Dallas Mavericks 2020 basketball team take the court, and uh, we're super fired up for it. So looking forward to getting into some Mavericks with you guys. Uh, but before we do anything, uh, I have to let you know uh, – that here at the eSpot Studios, this just came screaming across the news desk, and so I bring the news to you, and that news is William Shakespeare. Mm. William Shakespeare, a.k.a. Bill Shakespeare, mm-hmm. was the first person to use insults about people's mothers. Ah. And breaking news on 105.3 The Fan is, of course, powered by Radio.com Sports, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Find out how far an extra mile really goes. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. 
Thank you, Thank Zero. you, Zero. Nice work, brother. And on that note, we go out to the Buyers Barricades hotline where KD Drummond of the USA Today Cowboys Wire is on the other side. And, KD, I start in the obvious place. What is your favorite mama joke? Oh, man, my favorite mama joke can't even be said over the radio, guys. <laughs> All right, I, very I come good. From a place where mama jokes is like a, a, a day-long tradition, man. It, it gets a little bit gully when you start talking about people's mamas. Oh, All right, so All right good. very good. Well, then, uh, what is your favorite – we'll do it this way. What is your favorite piece of uh, William Shakespeare, a.k.a. Bill Shakespeare, literature? Oh, that's easy. Uh, Taming of the Shrew, and the reason being is that good back one, in high – in in high school, I actually uh, was part of a production, and it wasn't a whole play, but we had, like, drama day. And uh, one of the finest girls, uh, this was when I was a sophomore, she was a senior, she picked me to be her partner, and we acted out a scene uh, from Taming of the True where, you know, I was, I don't even remember the guy's name, but I was uh, the lead male, and I sat her on my lap, and I was talking all gully to her and everything, and that was, like, in front of the entire school. So as a sophomore with the baddest senior in the school, you couldn't tell me nothing that day. So definitely nice. the true. What was it, Pe- nice. Petruccio? Petruccio? Petruccio. I, that sounds real familiar, so I'll go yeah. with that. There you <laughs> go, nice KD. Oh, yeah, Big KD. man on campus. The lead man. <laughs> we got the, the lead man, KD Drummond, with his hair in the nosebleed seats. Uh, all right, KD, what would you think? Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, we got ourselves some running back controversy? Absolutely not. We have ourselves a two-headed running back monster, and maybe even three, once they give Rico Dattle a little bit of time and an offensive line to block for him. Uh, guys, you guys, you, you, you know where I stand with this. Ezekiel Elliott is the number one running back. Tony Pollard is a brilliant change of pace back, and they finally used him in the way that you would love to see him used. He, he actually got a fair amount of snaps, uh, a fair amount of touches. They actually featured him with Ezekiel Elliott missing the game, first game that he's missed due to injury in his entire career. Uh, and Tony Pollard did his job. He filled in admirably. Uh, but let's not kid ourselves. Before that last beautiful run that will go down in his career highlight book, he was having a horrible day running the ball. He was averaging like uh, 2.6 yards per carry, and that included the six-yard carry he got on the play just before he broke for the big touchdown. So he did not match up with what even what Ezekiel has done with the bad offensive line for the Cowboys. Uh, he, he is, again, a change of pace back. He gives you a lot of versatility out of the backfield. You can split him out wide. You can have him run wide receiver routes like he did back in Memphis. Uh, but he is a complimentary player. Uh, so I would just love the Cowboys with all of their weaponry to just figure out a way to not only keep those three receivers on the field, but also have both running backs in play on a regular basis. And then this offense could go to even unforeseen heights. Do you trust them, though, to find a way to utilize both running backs without having to feature one or the other? Because like you said, this is the first time we've really felt, oh, man, they utilized Tony Pollard's skill set, but it's because he was the featured running back and they didn't have Zeke to fall back on. So that that's the question mark, because I agree with you. I think you got a nice thunder and lightning tandem here, but do we trust this team to utilize and get the best out of both backs? Well, I think that you could see that happening uh, a little bit more. And uh, we might dovetail into another conversation, but people have to remember, Kellen Moore is just two years into his career as an offensive coordinator. Uh, so, you know, some of the things that he's tried to do and he, he hasn't had a chance to do, uh, you know, you don't put that in the category of we'll never see it. It might just be something that he hasn't evolved to as of yet. But there were several games uh, last season where Pollard did get a fair amount of touches and, and put himself in a position uh, to really – 
influence the game. Remember the Miami game, he had 13 carries for 103 yards. Um, there was another game that he had against the Rams, I believe, uh, when both of them went over 100. He had 12 carries for 131 yards and a touchdown. So there were bursts over the course of the season last year where you saw him, but this year it just hasn't been the case. So I think that Tony Pollard could definitely be in the mix with Ezekiel Elliott. I would love to see it featured on an every game basis and it be, you know, more the the rule than the exception when both of them are, are getting their touches in the same game. But I think it's something that this offense can do. Katie Drummond, USA Today's Cowboys Wire, joining us here in the nosebleed seats in your home of the Cowboys 105.3 The Fan. First time since 1989, KD, the Cowboys have not had a player selected to the Pro Bowl. Did you think there was anyone that got snubbed and deserved to be in it this year? I wouldn't go as far as saying that there was anybody that was snubbed. This isn't a good team, and good teams don't get guys in the Pro Bowl for better or worse. We're used to the Cowboys having probably an inordinate number of guys that go to the program to go to the Pro Bowl just because of their popularity. But you could still say that there were some guys that had a reason to believe that they could have gone. Zach Martin, based on tradition and based on the fact that he's still probably the best offensive lineman in the in the game, could have gone to another Pro Bowl. He's gone to six for six. Uh, four-time all, first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, you would expect him to be able to make it. Other guys that could have made it, Amari Cooper, his yards per reception are down. They've been using him more as a possession receiver this year. But before Dak Prescott went down, he was on pace for 120 catches, 1,300-plus yards. Now he has 80-plus uh, catches, and he's, I, I believe, coming up on 1,000 yards uh, if he's not there already. But those guys, along with uh, a player like Demarcus Lawrence, uh, I think that in the – you know, in a vacuum, you wouldn't say that Demarcus Lawrence was having a Pro Bowl-type season, but when you compare him to Chase Young making it, they basically have the same amount of snaps, and normally you would defer to the veteran as opposed to the youngster as far as who would make it, but they gave it to Chase Young, even though they both have five-and-a-half sacks. Uh, Tank has way more quarterback pressures. Uh, but the one guy who's really surprising uh, that I don't think really had the fanfare to make it but probably could have would have been the tight end Dal- uh, Dalton Schultz because he actually had similar stats to Evan Ingram, but Evan Ingram has a ton of drops, and he only has one touchdown compared to uh, Schultz's four touchdowns. Now there's the tight end in Green Bay who also didn't make it. He had 10 touchdowns on the year. So it was a little bit, you know, fugazi when it came to who they were choosing to go in at tight end. Uh, But all in all, I wouldn't say that there was any snubs, but there's some guys that definitely had a case to be made. KD, just how impressive do you think Neville Gallimore has been, and do you think he's done enough to probably go ahead and be penciled in as a starter next season? Well, it's interesting because how are you going to deal with Tristan Hill? Is he going to be a one-tech, depending on what kind of defensive front that you run, or is he going to be a three-tech, which seems to me to be more of his speed? I I think Mm -hmm. he fits better as a three-tech. I think Neville Gallimore fits better as a three-tech. But the question is, what kind of front are the Cowboys going to be in next year? If they continue with Mike Nolan, which seems to be not the case, and they continue to do this transition towards a 3-4 front, the Cowboys will probably be looking for somebody to play a zero-technique nose tackle and then probably have a three- and a five-technique. So then you really have Hill and Gallimore battling for the same position, in, in my estimation. But if they return to a 43 front, uh, a 40 front, then that could open up a lot of times where you would have, you know, a, a nickel front, and you would have two, three techniques at the same time, and Hill and Gallimore could get the same type of snaps. Gallimore was highly impressive in that game on Sunday against San Francisco. And I believe this is the 
the second or third time that he's really stood out as far as being a difference maker and what you expected to see out of somebody that was a third-round pick. It hasn't been all good. He's been up and down. It's been a bit of a roller coaster with him, as expected for any rookie. Uh, but he's definitely shown the flashes of somebody that could be a star in this league. Um, Tristan Hill, for my money, he's shown those flashes as well uh, in his second year after we really didn't see him in the first year. But I think the Cowboys should feel confident that they have a solution at least between those two where in the draft and free agency, whatever way this goes in the offseason, they're really going to be looking for the big body as opposed to the guy that can penetrate and get to the quarterback. So that's a pretty good position considering they lost the guy that they had penciled in, Gerald McCoy, back in training camp. They lost him for the year, and that was really who they were planning on having man the position for the season. Katie Drummond with us here on the Nosebleed Seats. Probably one of the better days for the secondary, especially health-wise, versus San Francisco. The two uh, free agents to be, Cheeto and Jordan Lewis, either those guys, players that you would like to bring back for next year? Yeah, I would probably say that Jordan Lewis has been doing his best to impress the coaching staff. He's basically been the only guy healthy all season, and he's been missing in action. He hasn't played very well when it came to uh, defending the pass. Uh, in run support, he's been phenomenal, and you know he's, he's gotten some sacks. Uh, pressuring the quarterback, things of that sort, on the blitzing off the edge. Uh, But he hasn't really been that good until the last four weeks of the season. So he's putting his best foot forward. I could see the Cowboys being interested in bringing him back. It's still a question mark for me with Awuzier. He just hasn't really done the job necessary over the course of his career to prove that he's a player that is going to be able to uh, affect games. He always has close coverage. It's never close enough. He has a very bad issue with turning around and locating the ball when it's in the air, reading the wide receiver keys, telling him when it's time to react. And it seems like he's always being victimized by the perfect pass. And it's not a perfect pass if every single quarterback makes those plays while you're in, uh, while you're in coverage. Uh, so I would probably see him going someplace else because at his age and with his uh, draft pedigree, he's probably still going to be an 8 to $10 million a year corner. And I can't see the Cowboys paying that considering their, you know, the, the salary cap issues that they're going to be facing after they sign Dak Prescott, I can't see them spending that kind of money for him. They're probably going to end up going back in the draft. They have Anthony Brown under contract. Uh, his season's been a wash because of the rib injuries that he suffered, um, but he did have the big play on Sunday, you know, coming back from that. But, you know, overall, the Cowboys still have a lot of construction to do when it comes to the cornerback position uh, behind Trevon Diggs, who is definitely going to be the number one corner starting next season. KD, did you get a little bit emotional uh, yesterday when you saw Des Bryant make that touchdown grab? Bruh, that was the combination of the Cowboys winning and Des Bryant scoring a touchdown and throwing up the X. It was like 2014 all over again. Yes. Well, not not the Green Bay game, but you know you know what I'm saying. It, w- it was a great day for Cowboys fans, unless you're Team Tank. And I know, you know, some people are Team Tank, and, you know, Lord forgive them. But overall, <laughs> it was a great day for Cowboys fans. Uh, seeing Dez score that touchdown, and you know what really got me? It wasn't even Dez throwing up the X. It was watching his teammates celebrate for him. And yeah. knowing that the impact that Dez had on the Cowboys team was the same impact that you saw him in just a week's time in the New Orleans Saints locker room, that dude is just, he has one of those in, in, infectious personalities. Everybody seems to gravitate towards him and want to succeed for him and want to see him succeed. So, yeah, that, that brought back great memories after everything he's been through to get back on the field. It was, it was a great moment. Well said. Desbians for life here, KD. I do want to ask you, because we are in uh, Christmas week here, and we won't get to talk to you until the holidays, but 
What is the holiday like in the Katie Drummond household? What do you have planned? Um, it's been expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been so expensive. I have what's a big bi- family, so what's the Go what's ahead. the big what's the big ticket item this year, KD? Uh, the, the PS5 item was well, I I don't think she's listening. I bought my wife a phone. I have to hush that Ooh. up a little bit. So I bought her the new iPhone 12, and for uh, the youngest son, he got a Nintendo Switch. So I, I was Sweet. able to cop one when it came out, um, you know, when the, when they restocked the shelves, I should say. Uh, so, yeah, so so doing that. But, yeah, it's been expensive because it's been, you know, it's been such a tough year for everybody. And, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to remain employed. You know, those, those of us have, who have been able to remain employed through this past year, um, you know, it's just been, a, it's been it's been tough for everybody. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just wanted to do something nice. And, and so I broke out a little bit outside of the normal budget restraints. And so, yeah, my, my credit card bill is going to be hurting come January. But you do what you got to do. Man, we're all in it with you, KD. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Have a good one, man. We look forward to catching up with you again next week. All right, fellas. Take care. There he goes, the greatness of KD Drummond, the lead man, KD Drummond, Cowboys yes, Wire via the Buyers Barricades hotline here in the Nosebleed Seats. All right, we got some Cowboys conversation. We got Bobby Belt coming up at the top of the hour. But coming up next, the Mavs will be tipping off tomorrow night against the Phoenix Suns. What's your season predictions? And is this Mavs team contenders? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan.
Your best new car deal is at southwestkia.com. Remember what Bill Dickinson says. If he can't beat a new car Kia deal in Texas, well, he's just going to give it to you, Walchuk. Well, I'll take it, Zero. Oh, man, I'll, anything. You know, go God. ahead and throw it my way. I'll take that right now. We are in the midst of the NBA season tipping off first game on opening night. It's Golden State in Brooklyn, and holy cow, the Nets are running the Warriors Blowout. out of the building. Kyrie and KD, their first game together as a tandem. They look mighty good. And Steve Nash, his first game as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. They look very, very good. We got the Mavericks tipping off their season tomorrow night against Phoenix. And we're asking you, 877-881-1053, what are your predictions for this upcoming Mavericks season? Win-loss, how deep do you think they'll go in the playoffs? And do you think they're legitimate contenders? 877-881-1053. I think we're all pretty pumped and excited about the possibilities of this Maverick season. And I want to talk about it here. We'll have Bobby Belt of NFL Network and co-host of the Boys and Girl Podcast with Jane Slater hopping on with us on the other side. We'll get back to talking some Cowboys. But we have the start of the NBA and Josh Richardson yesterday or, or before the start did not get a new agreement reached to a long-term deal for the Mavericks, so he'll just be playing out a one-year contract, and they'll revisit it in the offseason. I will say a, a pretty cool thing that Josh Richardson has already done for the Mavericks in the community. Uh, a story from the Dallas Morning News was he's already spreading cheer to local children of fallen military heroes around the Dallas-Fort Worth community. So Josh Richardson going out there, you know, uh, with the holidays, uh, a lot of kids out there have either lost loved ones uh, that, that fought in the military, and Josh Richardson has helped kind of brighten some of their days, which I think is pretty cool already, getting himself kind of engrossed into the culture and the community here with the Dallas Mavericks, something that I know Harrison Barnes did a lot of during his time before he went to Sacramento. But I always think that that's cool to see and uh, the Mavericks also announcing they will not start the season with fans at the American Airlines Center, and Rick Carlisle saying everybody's healthy and good to go besides Kristaps Porzingis for their opener tomorrow night against Phoenix. Yeah, man, I'm fired up for that one. I mean, what a way to start off the season. The Phoenix Suns are one of these teams that everybody is sort of uh, sort of talking pretty about right now. They're one of the teams that is, uh, for a long time has not really been in the mix, but what they did at the end of the bubble, and then the addition of a Chris Paul. I, I think what one of the things that I think is going to come out of this season is DeAndre Ayton having a big one. Because uh, haven't we seen – and I think I think the, the Chris Paul addition benefits Booker and, and Ayton, but we've seen Chris Paul and what he can do with the big man and, and the Lob City and all that stuff with the pick and roll, and I think that DeAndre Ayton's going to flourish there. So what a way to come out of the gates for the Mavs. That's going to be some fun Western competition. And, and and kudos to you on bringing up the Josh Richardson stuff because you love seeing guys, especially when they haven't even – like this is how they want to uh, initiate their uh, their – entrance into the community uh they, they don't want to wait for a year and try to feel themselves out it's just clearly that's just who that guy is 
You know, if he would have been traded to Cleveland, I'm sure when he got traded to Philadelphia, he was trying to just get right into the city and get involved in the community. And that's really how you endear yourself. Obviously, in sports, if you win a, if you win a title, uh, the, the, the fans and the community are obviously going to wrap their arms around you in a massive way. But if you're finding a way to do both, where you're dominating on the court as a team, as an individual, but you're also helping and giving back. I mean, Harrison Barnes wasn't here for really that long, if you think about it. And a, a good chunk of Dallas still has so much love and affection for that guy no question about it well said the 972 texting in to the autoflex leasing fan text but one in six americans are short on food this holiday season gentlemen donate to a food bank if you can and certainly uh, i know that there's a lot of people that do toy drives and you know they'll help um, when it comes to the food banks but especially during the holiday season anything that we're able to help support or uh, you know throw out there we absolutely would love to try and do our part because this is the season of giving. And sometimes that gets a little bit overlooked, I think. Wow, um, but that is at the end of the day. Nice work, my friend. What this is all about, right? So, Amen. Give away. Let's try Happy and do Chinooka. our part. People helping people. Happy Chinooka. Happy uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever it is that you partake in, we love you here on the Nosebleed Seats. I partake. So, I, <laughs> don't we both? All right. So, NBA win-loss projections. All right. They did over-unders, CBS Sports, I am uh, specifically looking at. So they gave an over, how many wins would you guess for the Mavericks this year? Uh, well, we all have to remember that it's a reduced season, so it's not 72. The, right, 72, so that makes a difference. Uh, pulled my I'm, Chris Arnold there, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it's totally, <laughs> it's totally okay. Step on um, the pace. I would say, let's go... I think this is a team that is going to be right around 50. And I, I want to be Mr. Positive and say, you know what? They're going to go out there and they're going to win 50 games, even in a shortened season. It might be more realistic to say 47 or 48, but put me down for 50, Walchuk. Read them and weep, big boy. Okay, so I love that. Now, CBS Sports is being a little conservative. They're saying over 43 wins is the over-under for right, the Mavericks. Okay. Definitely take the over. So and, and I agree. So they say if you base the Mavericks' expectation off their point differential, which you're big on, rather than their record, they played at a 48-win pace across a 72-game schedule. So you are betting on two things if you take the Mavericks over, health and regression to the mean in late-game struggles. The Mavericks won 17 of 24 in NBA-defined clutch games last season, and historically speaking, those numbers tend to be somewhat random unless you have a doubt that Luka's ability to lead a late-game offense, Dallas should be a lock, in my opinion, to hit the over. I said 45 wins with G-Bag, I think it was on Monday or last Friday. I think it was last Friday because it was before Gavin went off on vacation. And, and I even thought I was tempering expectation by going 45. I think easily they hit over 43. I think 45 to 50 wins is a very likely expectation for this team. They're a better basketball team than last year, and you'd assume Luka's only going to continue to get better. Right, which is scary to even think about, you know, uh, because Luka was so dominant last year. He's in the running for the MVP. I actually have a fun little uh, fun little nugget for you in regards to Luka and the MVP, and it might involve a little bit of an NBA trivia question for you, Walchuk. You got, oh, your, uh, no. you got your NBA hat in there, your NBA cap you can throw on real quick to give you the good juju because uh, LeBron you James. might need it for this one. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Kevin Durant. Uh, 
No, that's very good. Damn As Walchuk, anytime I have an NFL trivia question, he just immediately blurts out Pat Mahomes because there's like a 65% chance that Pat Mahomes is going to be the right answer. And for the NBA, it's actually higher than that for LeBron. It's like 92% that LeBron is going to be the answer. But this is one of those special 8% moments, Walchuk, where it is, in fact, not LeBron that is the answer to the question. But here's the nugget. Luka Doncic who at this point is the front runner uh, by all accounts, according to the odds in the sports books for the league MVP. If he wins the award, he would actually become the youngest MVP in the history of the NBA. 22 years old, 22 years and 79 days, basically, uh, on the scheduled end date of the regular season. So now can you tell me who the youngest MVP in league history is currently? If Luka Doncic breaks the record, Ooh, that's a good whose question. record would he be breaking? I will tell you, it is uh, it is in the last twenty years. My for sure. okay, that's good because my initial guess, my gut feeling is Derrick right. Rose. Dude, oh my <laughs> gosh! Hit the hit the game winner victory sound zero because that's what Walchuk just did. He just dot nice work. <laughs> Let's go. Now he was twenty two years old. I remember that. Yep, twenty two years and one hundred and ninety one days old. God, so what a it, season for him, man! That was an incredible campaign for Derrick Rose. The athleticism, the burst, the juice, the uh, the ability to to just seemingly be able to jump out of the arena, the explosiveness. Gosh, man, he he really was next level. The eight one seven is a basketball uh, bleeder or seeder as well. Heck they, yeah, uh, they nailed it. Ooh, they yeah. guessed Derrick Rose, guessed, too. There you go, 817. Yeah. Heck yeah, 774 Texan. Happy holidays, fellas. Cheers. Looking forward to seeing Doncic play this year. Hoping for a Mavs Celtics finals. Ooh. Dallas will win 50-ish and be in the... Uh... Ooh, that one cuts out there. I'm trying to follow up on that, but we're just going to end it there. Dallas will win 50-ish games and be in the something... We're going to go with maybe uh, conference finals. Throw yeah, it out there. I think I think they I think they're putting it out into the ether that it's going to be a championship season for the Mavs. So I like ready it. To, get ready to hoist up that Larry O'Brien. Hey, we should do our uh, our championship. I mean, why not? It's it's the the it's the start of the season. So when we go around the rim, we're going to have to put our uh, our balls on the line here and pick okay. the pick the conference champion and, and the NBA finals champion. You ready for that? Your body Ooh, ready? I am so ready for that. Okay, fellas. So Sports Illustrated recently put out an article as we're getting ready here for the start of the season about the most entertaining and fun teams to watch, and they ranked it top to bottom. Where do you think the Mavericks are in the most fun teams to watch entering this NBA season? Top five. Okay. All right, so, okay, Zero's just going to come out of the gates top five. I'm going to try to do a little bit of, of thinking here. Obviously, the Lakers with LeBron for sure. Mm-hmm. I think uh, – I think that they're probably going to start putting the the Suns up there. Of course, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be up there. So I think those are three teams for sure. And then, man, if it wasn't for Clay Thompson, I would say for sure Golden State. But the, the maybe the Steph Curry allure is enough to uh, prop them up into the top five. Denver play. Nuggets and what Jamal Murray did in the bubble. Ooh, ah, zeros yeah. on to one there. Okay, Denver okay. is sneaky high on this. Very mm-hmm. good, very good. Um yeah, I think they're. They, I'm going to go top five as well. How about that? Zero, beat it. When you go top three, zero, you want to go no, top three. I'll say. I'll say number four, Walchuk. Okay, so you're going to go four. You're both right. They're in the top five. Zero saying four. That's your final three. answer of where in the top five they're in. Yeah, that's that's my final answer. I'm going three, baby. You're going three. Yeah, All right, you're right. They're Gentlemen, the three best friends that anyone could have. So why the Dallas you? Mavericks come in 
at number bleepin' one wow. as the most what? fun team to watch what? in the oh NBA God. this year. The little blurb, Luca is 21, and it appears he'll be an MVP candidate for the next decade or so. He's unlikely to take many nights off, unlike some fellow stars, which means he alone is reason enough to put the Mavericks at the top of this list. Add in that Dallas had one of the best offenses in the NBA in 2020, and the Mavs become appointment viewing for anyone who loves seeing the ball go through the net. Oh, there's nothing I love more than watching balls go through nets, Walchuk. You know that about me. That's uh, long been an attribute of mine. I am fired up right now, dude. Are you kidding me? The number one team? So you're telling me if the NBA had red zone, like some some version of red zone. Yeah, like your your red zone nugget that you brought up for around the NFL, and it said who was number one, the the, the Chiefs or was yeah, it the Chargers? The it was probably it was actually the Chargers. It, it was, was the, the Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> yeah, so the Mavericks. You know, we got our oh. own Justin Herbert here with Luca, but yeah. he's ten times better. So yeah, yeah. the Mavericks are one. The Denver like Nuggets, the, though. I liked good. it better when we thought it was the Chiefs that we, that we were comparing the Mavs to. I don't yeah, like we're going to go, 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 go with the Chiefs. We're just going to go with the Chiefs. Let's just go with the Chiefs. Yeah, ignore that. Ignore that. What I said there about the Chargers. Don't worry. Uh, thank you so much, Zero. You always take care of us. Number two, though, Zero, smart looking out. It is the Denver Nuggets with okay. Jamal Murray. A little higher than I would have had them. Yeah, but, but Nikola Jokic, I mean, they are a, a fun team to watch. Brooklyn comes in at three, which you noted, Eric. Phoenix comes in at four. Now that they have Chris Paul added with a fun team already. Can I guess with, number five? Please Sorry. do. Of course. I would say know. the Portland Trailblazers. That would be incorrect. Oh, Portland is at eight. <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers. We're all trying to see Carmelo, man. One last ride. No, but I do think that Dame, Dame Lillard has a chance to make. I'm, I, he might be a dark horse MVP for me. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen, but they might be exciting to watch. I, I Number five is Milwaukee. In that. Yeah, yeah. Milwaukee would be. You got Giannis in, in Milwaukee. Giannis. Yep. Greek and then the Heat, followed NBA. by the Lakers, the Blazers, the Pelicans, and the Sixers would be the top ten most fun teams to watch heading into this 2020 season. Mavs at number one. Wow. Mavs at one, huh? We're <laughs> number one. We're going to the championship. Let's go. 682 had a great O'Brien. vegan dinner while working. Your boy Casey Parkhurst in Fort Worth, hashtag nosebleeder, hashtag Tolo, and he's a big tech fan. We love you. And uh, definitely a bleeder here. Keep up the good work from the 940. Appreciate you. And our buddy Boston Nick texting in from the 774. Shout out to you as well. Keep those texts a-flowing. 877-881-1053 with the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text. Have any cowboy questions? Send them in. And I'll ask our friend Bobby Belt of the NFL Network and co-host of the Boys and Girl Podcast with Jane Slater. He's hopping on with us next on your Home of the Cowboys, 105 Through the Fan.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.